So one of the questions I wanted to talk about today was um, something I saw online, particularly with uh, the cost of living crisis going on at the moment, which was how do you feel about your financial prospects as a mid 20 year old? Oh, God, mid. Yeah, sorry, did I have to <laughs> That's clarify the position we're in? That's still early. Like... Yeah, I'm still 23. <laughs> I'm 24, so that would still be, yeah. I'm getting to mid. Mid is like till two, I feel like 23 to 27, no? Yeah, but you can also fall into like, yeah, low 20s. What do you call it? Yeah. Early 20s. Early 20s, like 20s and I'd say late yeah. 20s is like 28, probably. Right, yeah. Maybe 27. Definitely not 26, am I right? <laughs> Yeah. So. Yeah, I definitely thought I would be in a different position. Where do you think you'd be? I thought I'd own a house, but like that. <laughs> really? As in, when I'm saying I thought, I'm talking about when I was like, I'm talking pre 2016 Olympics. So I remember thinking at the 2016 Olympics, I would be. Competing or? <laughs> yeah, I would be old. No, not 2016. I think it's 2012. 2012, right? Like, yeah. yeah. I was like, thinking, why real? That's a weird thing. 2012, I would be 16. Yeah. And I remember, like, then-ish being like, wow, like, 24, 25. Because like, I'm such an adult now at 16. Right, yeah. Um, I'm going to have, like, I'm going to own a house at 24. Well, it's I, I just feel like I've, ever since, like, I had, like, a sort of sense of being an adult I've never thought I'd own a house so I think even it's like 16 I just didn't ever think that was going to be a thing I think around 18 I think having seen like obviously stories about oh you know this generation is going to be almost impossible to own any real estate I was like okay that's cool I can exclude myself out of that there's no way I'm going to be able to earn enough money to yeah. literally own my own house I yeah I just I thought I was really like growing up until like 21 like I, I felt way more like an adult between yeah. like 15 to 21 than I do now. You felt more of an adult then? Yeah. yeah. Really? Or at well, least I, like what I thought. What, why? I felt I was older for my age yeah. then than I do now. Whereas <laughs> now I'm like, right, I'm 23. I'm unemployed, <laughs> living rent free in my friend's house. And I'm like, yeah, that's not, that's not that? Can't, that can't be an adult. Yeah. Because whereas at 16, I was like, well, no, I'm 18. I was like, I'm moving away from home, going to uni. That's I guess a lot of change is taking place yeah. then, where I guess if things are more stagnant now, you're like, okay, I expect it to be like moving in the same way I was. Yeah. And I making think... the same like levels of progress. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's also just like the idea of like, if I was like left with to be responsible for something now, I would be like freak out. Whereas at like, I don't know, like 18, I was like, oh my God, I could so like... But like what? Like, 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 like money or like... Oh no, like, I don't know. For example, like house sitting, I feel like I couldn't house sit. All that is is just, That's just living in the house, right? <laughs> yeah, but like, I don't know. I wouldn't be very, like, be, like, you know, like the thoughts you have to make before you go on holiday somewhere and like be like, oh yeah, make sure this is like done and this, this, this. Like that kind of thing like freaks me out. Whereas like... That's pretty minimal. Like all, like whenever mm. I've been on holiday, it's like make sure the light switches are off, make sure like any electrics I'm not using are off. Make sure the doors are locked and then you need to go I away. I haven't locked a door since... <laughs> I don't remember. Well, this, is this is crazy, isn't it? This is abnormal for yeah. most people. I've never locked a door. What do you mean you've never locked a door? Well, like, like... they always just lock behind you? Or like you just leave them open? <laughs> uh, combination. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, like growing up on the other way, like, I don't know, my parents would be in so I wouldn't lock the door. And then... Uh, to be fair, growing up, I didn't lock the door as a kid. Not all the time. And then got to uni. 
still didn't lock any doors. Which is scary because you lived in a part of town where I, mean, I probably would have locked the doors really if I was in your position. No, it wasn't I, it, I turned up at your house once and the door was locked and I was like, something's happened. Like, why <laughs> is the door locked? Someone's <laughs> got done a reverse burglar. Well, I was just like, no, like, like they've had, like, someone's been around here and tried to get in. Yeah, yeah. The door, yeah. So I need to leave. In a panic. <laughs> yeah, and then I don't lock the door here because, like, again, I'm always the first one out. And last one. Last one back. And I just, I'm not very good at carrying around a key. Whereas I feel like at 18, I was like so desperate to have a key. Not even 18, maybe a bit. Old. <laughs> you didn't have a key for your house when you're 18. No, like I mean, uh, like like 15, 16. I remember being like, oh my god, like I'm an out now. But I had a key to my house when from I started, year seven. Yes, yeah, because I'm going school. to school, coming and going. We, again, we didn't really lock the door. We so <laughs> <just> went. <laughs> and my parents don't lock the door in their house. Like, like, don't, go out. don't we go out. things like this. Yeah. We go out and then, like, we'll be at lunch and, like, like, oh, we didn't bring keys. And that was like, we'll be like, it's fine, we left the back door open. It's just a different world, isn't it? Like, that's, like, you know, yeah. the, the old kind of um, rose tinted view of England, but, oh, you know, let's go back to a time <laughs> where the streets were safe, you leave the door unlocked. Yeah. Like... Yeah. So I feel like those kind of response, like, having to think about those things and, like, not just being like I don't know. That's being that's an, that's becoming an adult. You just yeah. take on more, more responsibility. Yeah. I don't like, <laughs> but I think that's probably because you, you've got a lot of responsibility like in your job. So like when then when you come home, you kind of want to yeah. shut off from that. So I sort of think that's sort of understandable. Like wanting to put off having responsibility elsewhere. When... Yeah, like even things like I I'm so happy to like pay bills, but the idea of organising them. <laughs> Like, as in, like, calling them up, being like, please, like, you know, take my direct debit. Like, no, I would, like, I would like to live my entire life where someone just goes, like, you give me this money and I'll sort everything out. You want a secretary? You want a PA for your life? I want a husband. (laughs) (laughs) But I think the, the reason that there's a lot of, like, disparity between what we're all thinking of when we got to this age is that this is a particularly weird age because you have some people who are 25 and they're, like, you know they're getting married you know they're 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 you know they're getting into their you know into like family life there's some people who are just starting their careers there's some people who are sort of in, ed- in education so compared like when you're all 18 you're all kind of in the same boat like looking forward to uni like you can kind of see the same horizon as it were yeah but now everyone is doing all sorts and so it's hard like especially if you feel like if you're thinking about yourself to try compare yourself to everyone's different situations yeah yeah I think that's the issue. It is just comparing yourself. Yeah. It's like you can't help. It. Even if, so, if you know that you're not like getting left behind, it feels that way. Even like, even like yeah, down to not being in like a set career mm. or still being at uni. Still, it's. I think that's where people feel far more comfortable when they're. I mean, I can't relate to it because I'm not there yet. But I, I imagine when you're in your kind of mid thirties life probably feels better because you're like oh i'm settled i know where i am and at least everyone is more geared towards kind of what they've chosen in their 20s and then they can reap the benefits of that when they're in their 30s again i think that's quite an old-fashioned i think 30s is is still quite young new 20s yeah yeah definitely i think it's a lot scary as well because i think for 30s like obviously as a like a woman Hmm. like it's like well realistically by 35 like you should be having kids and it's Hmm. like that seems Way like that's soon. that's just, yeah it's too early yeah. but that's sort of what we've been told like from kids that's like the that's in fact quite late to be starting having kids yeah and that, yeah 
even though that's not what I want, I'm st- I've still got that in my head. I don't even want kids, but I'm like, but by 35, you've got to be there, yeah. Out. Yeah, I think that's another, I think I definitely thought like, oh yeah, like my life would be, like I would be in my adult life by 25, like, you know, kids, and like, I think that, that idea of that responsibility of not being like, I can just go out tonight and like have a drink or do whatever. I mean, you could do it with kids, I mean, it depends. You can't, you can't do those things. <laughs> like you can't be, oh god the idea of not being able to be like spontaneous and selfish i like being selfish yes even too much having you guys cats (laughs) 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 but on your point about um owning at home so i've got a pretty damning um uh, report um so the resolution foundation did a report in 2018 and they said that one in three of britain's millennial generation so that's about 14 million people between 20 and 35 will never own their home you guys aren't millennial though we're, we're gen z millennial yeah, but this, this, is the, this, <laughs> is the, this is the cut off right because i think yeah, isn't, yeah. It, isn't it isn't gen, I, I don't feel like i'm gen z but gen z is like from nine. but you don't really feel like millennial right i feel more of a millennial than i don't gen z i feel person. like that blend i do feel the blend I feel, I think I feel more towards Gen Z. Like, really? But yeah. I think only because I think of millennials as being adult, whereas I don't class myself, whereas Gen Z are kids. So I'm like, well, I must be close to the kids, surely. Yeah, millennial, I think of like, you know, like watching friends, people who watch friends. I watch friends. So that's, so that's, like, I do that's me. The, I do more things that a millennial would do yeah, than, a, yeah. than Gen Z. Well, I would have far I, more in common in a conversation, mm-hmm. I think, with someone who's, let's say, 30 someone who's 16 no <laughs> but then like i just like my cousins are like 17 and 19 and like i do yeah i don't when i talk to them now i don't think of them as being but your cousins are very mature for their age for sure do you think yeah, yeah yeah when i first met them they could have easily been like 20s actually yeah saying yeah, yeah, yeah. that am i like at work like my work friend group like there's like obviously there's the there's the partners and the big adults and then there's like there's like the paralegally young people and then there's like this like the little the mid group of girls and like i am the youngest by far and but like I, I i look at the paralegals and i'm like oh babies and i'm like oh i'm one of you <laughs> um so maybe oh my god maybe i'm a millennial or i am a millennial i guess in your work even though there is that hierarchy of you know um within the firm itself there are obviously people of different ages who are occupying different positions so you know mm. you might have a 30 year old who is a paralegal yeah and someone who's you know the same age slightly higher up and 40s. i guess yeah and i guess you have to just adapt to that anyway but the only housing like i don't know but maybe it's just like it's a mindset that like we're so drilled into by our parents of like you must own your property but like what's it M- mortgage motherhood and well yeah, yeah. what was it the three m's right <laughs> yeah i can't remember no, I can't mortgage remember. motherhood motherhood and something else but like how many people like how do you like do most people end up paying off their mortgage? I don't know. Like, is that a thing? And in which case, if, if they don't, are you not just like better off renting? Yeah, that, that's you. Mortgages aren't the be all and end all. Like, you're tied in. Yeah, it's not like you suddenly own. And, like, we well, do own something, but you, but you, you don't. Like, no, we, like yeah, the bank yeah. Owns it. You, most people, I don't think, pay off their mortgages. That's no. that's the really? big issue. It's like, but you can go on paying rent at the same rate as someone pays off their mortgage, but they come out of it with owning something. But it ties them down more. Yeah, when they can't move as much. It's like if there was better um, protection for renters, that would be probably the The best best thing to do anywhere. But because it's not, and it gives you the chance to 
actually on something and especially with yeah and especially with the lack of housing there at the moment if you're yeah if you're looking to to tie yourself down you have you better be damn sure that this is the place you want to live yeah. in and you don't know how like circumstances will change so yeah probably it's more flexible so to be a renter that's it's like places like we lived in exeter when people bought those houses like what like so say 2000 yeah mm. on some of those streets that have been worth so much well they'll be worth so much more than they are worth more now than yeah. they are now, then <laughs> yeah, oh my god they'll be worth like less now they'll be worth more because of the price of houses but yeah, yeah. like it will be a smaller yield because of like the student housing market is completely taken over yeah, obviously yeah, yeah. living near students like reduces the value of a house mm. but then like isn't it though the same like with any sort of I mean you know Exeter's hardly a city but any city where like um, basically you're being bought out by non what are they called like OG, not OGs but people who residents. are like no not residents but you know how like people who are like um, people who are like born and bred in the, in, in the city are basically being forced like, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's like the effect of gentrification where yeah. people so, who are native to the and area and that is what's happened like out. in Exeter right yeah so actually those houses probably because they're so scarce may become more valuable no uh, in like um, like Prague and stuff like weirdly talk, like talking about the housing market in Prague like no one lives in like they've got their like squares haven't they like they, mm-hmm. they're or rings same as Paris like concentric right, circles like around the city like where the city's built basically in rings even London not so much but um, people don't live in the central rings anymore that are like from there if that, like yeah. people yeah. from London don't live in London as no. much now or if they do they live in like places that they haven't left for like ages like their whole lives yeah, you have, yeah like, they'll, you, they'll grow up in that live in yeah and they're only like you know without sounding really they only own their house because of the fact that their parents owned it yeah and, and that kind of thing I understand that like yeah property is like the best commodity in the UK like there's not really compared to like the US where actually property doesn't rise to the same extent because they can always build more stuff it's only like one percent of the land has been built on so that's built on completely not, yeah, yeah, not yeah. for housing so it's like that's a ridiculous there's so yeah. much space i think i think we think of ourselves as like, as like a tiny country in a, mm-hmm. a tiny island that are you know it's you know bursting at the seams because there can't be any space for there to be any houses but actually it's just obviously but, policy yeah well it's also not more like the places like the places that are unoccupied like people don't want to live like like i think the countryside like yeah or or it's not feasible to live and it's not feasible to do the work that people do in and live in those places hence why in cities you know you get less value for your money i think that probably lends to the idea that you know if if some things are so out of reach for people our age then you're probably thinking well i'm not gonna save this money and put it towards a house i might as well just enjoy what's going on at the moment i think obviously you've come to london recently how have you felt living in london and like the kind of lifestyle that's here compared to in borough but yeah it's complete like there's actually like a lifestyle there's actually like things i want to do like whereas at home it's like yeah like oh i can be like i'm saving up this money um because hmm. i'm going to spend it i'm going to use it to to live somewhere else but that was always a plan i was saving up so i could move out and move to london so it's like yeah that, that was the only reason i was saving because i had a plan of where to go but whereas now living here i'm like well i'm never going to be able to like yeah buy a house in london so it's like or like even anywhere probably anywhere other than going back to Middlesbrough like it's not really going to be feasible so why would I bother saving up even if in like 10 years time I thought went back and was like well if I'd done that saving 
I probably could be affording um, a, a deposit, like, but that just doesn't seem like a realistic opportunity. Yeah. So why would I bother? Yeah, it's it's the same as like I was thinking. I know it's not quite the same at all, but you know about going traveling. And I was like, well, like if I didn't go traveling, like I could have a nice like lump sum of money. But I'm like, but then I'm, when I'm gonna like when I die, am I gonna be like? Oh, I'm really glad that I managed to have that deposit on my house like five years earlier, or like the experience. Yeah, there's no pockets and shrouds. That's what my dad always says. I really like that. <laughs> I like that. Um, yeah, like it's just, it's just. I guess it's frustrating, like speaking to parents where who like you know they're always like, oh well, in my twenties, like I was buying a house, I was setting down, and like. But it's, it's like the comparisons are ridiculous. Like you know, some some people's grandparents are like, oh, you know, you know, when I was twenty five, <laughs> I brought a house for eleven raspberries. <laughs> yeah, it's like my like my grandparents getting a hundred percent mortgage. It's like, well, it just doesn't happen. Yeah, like you'd be you'd lucky amazing. to get like a. Well, I don't even know what do you get for a mortgage now. Like I don't really understand it, but like I know that that is just ridiculous and doesn't happen. It's like. Ooh, okay, yeah, you bought a house, but in a way, you're allowed it, yeah, to. it makes yeah. things more nepotistic because unless you've got parents who can give you, a, like, obviously give you a house or like give you money for a house, it just means that more people now just will just not be able to ascend that kind of social ladder in the same way as before. Yeah, Which is, yeah, like you said, it's a great way to accumulate wealth. Like, if you can flip mm-hmm. properties and move it, then it's a way for someone who, you know, if you're not in a, prof- in a professional industry to earn a lot of money, and that's being kind of taken away from lots of people who would have been interested in doing that. Yeah, or well, not even so much that. Just people like first-time buyers, like yeah. Um, if you're selling property to make a ma- massive markup on it, then it that going to yeah, like it's the fact that buying property is such a money-making yeah like thing to do that means it just becomes a cycle. So the more you buy property, the more it increases in value. That's what like. There's going to be a, a housing crisis, crash again, like uh, this year probably, mm. if you look at the trends. But like, that's it's just because it's unsustainable. The same thing will happen again, but it's still like going to be a net rise. Yeah. It's just that it'll eventually crash again. And so it's, yeah, it doesn't help anyone apart from like, maybe like that, like 10% of people who already have enough wealth anyway. Yeah. And so it's, it, it, yeah, it's just been an additional bonus for them. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, like, I know, like, my parents, like, yet yeah, in the last pro- housing crash, they were like, okay, well, we've got, like, savings, we'll just put it in and buy a house, and then, like, obviously, it's, like, increased. But, like, because they were able to do that, because they'd had the savings, uh, because they were able to pay off the mortgage from the last property, where they, like, again, like, dis- did that, but, yeah, it's just mad, like, compared to every other commodity you buy, how much, like, houses, like, increase. Like I, I mean, I just don't. I, my my, my understanding of finance yeah. is so bad because like I'm, I I don't get how like actual money decreases and like houses increase. What do you mean actual? Well, money? No, no, that like it's as in money in the bank. It's all I know, made up. It's all made up. Economics is, is not, real. Economics is a social science. It's not a, it's not a science. <laughs> That's gonna be so triggering. It is not a science. <laughs> Someone asked me to defend your point. <laughs> there's no like yeah science there, there is no basis in it they've decided that's the value they've decided, they've yeah. decided economics has value yeah, so, yeah therefore that's the system speaking of deciding value so what's been happening more recently as obviously for people our age 
um, you know, actual property, you know, real world assets are becoming um, more unattainable. Recently, there was a sale in the, I'm not sure if you're aware, the Sandbox Metaverse. It's a digital uh, metaverse. I know, it's not <laughs> so in the Sandbox Metaverse, a, a company called Republic Realm, they invest in digital assets in general. Um, they bought a plot of land uh, in a digital world for $4.3 million. Oh, like it's just <laughs> so uh, and i think what this got me thinking of is do you reckon that the real world will be so unattainable for most of us that we'll just end up living our lives in an online reality that's what this is all heading towards that for a lot of people you can't actually engage with what the world has to offer whether that's buying a house whether that's and so now you go well i can't do all, all of that stuff so i'll just get my vr headset on and just live online Oh my god! Oh, that's terrifying. I, I, I don't really have an answer. That's <laughs> that's like. Do you ever? Do, uh, this might sound really depressing. Like, do you ever see that thing where you're like, you're really happy, and like for some reason your head just goes to that space of going like, this is it. This is as happy as you're ever gonna be. Or like, <laughs> I, I've, I've done this. I've been popped Like as in like, or like if you're at like Thought Park, I just remember being on a ride and be like, this is the mo- like this is adrenaline. This is it. Um, and like that, <laughs> like, I can't relate. I'll be honest. Yeah, really? Do you ever just like have those introspective moments and being like, I sort of do the opposite. I'm like, right, I feel quite shit. It can only get worse from here. Okay, <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh, oh no, so I do the exact opposite. Oh, I spiral. Oh no, but I do it only when I'm happy. I'm, I'm like, <laughs> nope, you're feeling too good. Like, let's just remember, like, I'm very nostalgic about 2016 summer. That was, I think, in a in a period of my life, probably the the greatest sense of bliss I had. I think that. In that yeah, year. that that was like, yeah. But I don't fixate too much because I mean it's it's gone now. Yeah, no, I think I I probably haven't done that. Yeah, for, no, but so what my my point is is like that feeling. I feel like is is all like I would feel is that like oh you've literally reached the limit. Like this is not real. Like what your experience isn't isn't real and you can't yeah so i just feel like that's so depressing that's so scary i think people are yeah because of that specific fear people are leaning towards this online space now no no but like the online space is scary why is it scary because that's not real just that they're just given up yeah it's not that they've given up i think they're offering people an alternative no that's that's giving up on on reality online and i i I think it's a scam and it's it's rich people being like oh come here peasants you don't need your real world things come into our little world and and you know have the fun virtual stuff and like no don't 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 but what if you can't what if you actually can't what if you if you're the kind of person that feels like the 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 things that I was promised by the previous generation are you know they were either lies or they were ignorant as to the reality that I would inherit, and so all the things that I want to enjoy are not available, and so they are available in this alternative reality, and so I'm going to just jump with my mates on a on a metaverse and just meet but with like, them there. But how are they like, available? Because they're not real. Like that's what I don't <laughs> like. I don't, I can't I can't personally get into that mindset of someone that would think that because it's just like well I still don't have them so why yeah. would I bother wasting what little capital I've got on Yeah I'll be real like, I can't actually also understand why you spend <laughs> that much money Is it not just on something like, you can't 
I don't know how you can like how you would increase its sell-on value in the future. Like, what could you do to a digital piece? I guess you could build, build on it, right? You can build on it. Maybe have some shops, and then when is people access like the world, is it not like art or anything that's like? I think it's more chattel, attractive chattel, than art in the sense chattels. that this. Yeah, I think it's unlike you know buying a digital piece of artwork where you know that's kind of it, and you know maybe the signature. No, but and other di- not benefits. even digital art. Like people buy art. Yeah, but art's a scam, right? Yeah. Art, yeah, art, yeah, art is just a way for people to have just laundered money. As in, I mean, as in, like, we're talking, like, not, like, the arts, but art. No, 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 art, as in artwork. Uh, it's like, you know, you ex- experience, you're paying for experience, then, aren't I, you? I think it's, all of this is just, like, completely being butchered by rich people, because the art itself, like, like all these, like, famous pieces of art are, like, not all of them, but, like, well, yeah, all of them, they express something. And so it, it's like, that's lovely. Yeah. Whether or not you, you like this particular piece, but like, but it's the cost of them. It's like yeah. the inflated value that yeah. doesn't exist. That and it's it a part, should, of, yeah, it's, it's part of a canon of work, right? So it's in the same way, like, if you owned an original, like, copy of a Charles Dickens book or, like, uh, you know, an original script of William Shakespeare, hmm. that is part of a history of a country. That is, like, the kind of, yeah, like, the... The entire history of a particular field and i it's the same with art like if you own a da vinci or you own a you know a van gogh like that is a part of history that you're holding that's why it's so valuable but with digital artwork it's a completely artificial value because it doesn't it doesn't matter to anyone in, at this moment in time yeah but at this moment in time like like same as where's all of like art when it was first made what didn't but they matter. weren't selling for like 4.3 million or equivalent when yeah, this the is the thing it's like reverse it's like I get what your point was like. Oh, are we not going to just get to a point where we can't have the real thing? But like, it's not. It started the other way around. <laughs> yeah, like that's yeah, it's, yeah. The, it's that. It started expensive. Well, it wasn't. I can't quantify it because it's it's not it's not real, obviously. But there's a few. I mean, Sandbox is one of them. I think Snoop Dogg uh, has released his own kind of metaverse as well, in which people can come by land. Like you can you could live. I think there was someone, and it was a private uh, donor, so like an actual individual rather than a company, who bought the plot of land next to Snoop Dogg's, like a, a million or something. So it's like Sims for rich people. Yeah, I, I, from at this moment in time, that is exactly what it looks like. It's all just like so Black Mirror. It's Black Mirror, but I think it's, this has all been allowed to happen because people are in like financially precarious situations. Like if you, if if everyone was you know in a position where you know. They weren't worrying about kind of where the next meal was coming from or or not even that, like people who feel like their their salaries aren't stretching enough to just so they can just kind of enjoy life and make you know, make means. They're being offered like these opportunities to be like, oh like, you know, I don't know if you guys were on TikTok, you know, during the pandemic and stuff, but there were there was such a surge in stuff like, oh like here's you know, hustle, you can make money online, like you can, you know, you, you can find ways to exploit this kind of situation. And I think it's just it's people taking advantage of yeah, financial insecurity in a lot of people. But for me, it's, it doesn't seem like they're doing it very well if they're offering it for like millions of pounds. It's like you're poor here. Give us the money you don't have. But it, I think it's more like pe- what you say is like more people who they're like very they're financially stable in the sense that they can live and eat and yeah. probably do like some things that mm. they want to do. The clothes they're like sort of happy, but they can't afford those very aspirational things. Yeah. Oh, it's like, yeah, like digital clothes, people who can't afford like act- the actual clothes and then are just paying for like the, you know, like you can buy like digital clothes. 
What do you mean? So you, like a lot of like some brands now, like so you basically you, you pay for like the clothes that like. What like a like, skin on like Fortnite? Like, like, that's like, what I was thinking. Yeah, that's yeah, what I was thinking. But on you, yeah, as like a like a filter. And pe- people are selling these. Yeah, like like there's like designers. I'm. Sure um, like, yeah. So, so it's saying, like people who basically like, oh, I can't afford like a, a designer clothing, but like I can wear it in this photo. That's and people are paying for that. Like, copy and paste, not copy and paste. Oh like, my god! Yeah, Vogue business. Yeah. Um, designers explore the future of digital clothing. Um, yeah, digital clothing is like Scandinavian outlet. Um, Carling sold out of digital clothing last week in a collection. Yeah. Each piece costs up to thirty pounds per piece. How would you sell out? You basically only you set like have that many like links sort of thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. It, <laughs> from what I've seen, no, it's, yeah, it's three D modeling of clothing that yeah. gets put that's onto what a ASOS person. Does now like for a lot of their clothing. But what do you do? Well, like, so that you can see what it looks like. No, no, no. So ASOS like um a lot of their like they don't I don't know if they still do it, but they were doing basically like they couldn't get photo shoots with the clothing, so they would superimposing them onto models right yeah yeah um but like you can't see what it looks like in you but yeah, like as in, but like basically this goes one step further and goes like why bother like you're only gonna wear it for photos so like that that is black mirror that's the only black mirror episode i've seen but the the social media one which one where like, oh with the um the likes yeah your interaction that's what it's like because then you look good on like sort yeah online but like in reality this is what i'm saying it's exactly the kind of links to the metaverse where so people can't afford to live in a house that they want so you can buy the house that you want online people can't afford to wear designer clothes so i'll just buy like a digital footprint so i can wear those designer clothes in a picture of me so then people can see what i'm wearing but then i just imagine like those people like would like the VR goggles on just like sat like gross and dirty because it's like well why would I bother showering like why would I bother doing anything like looking after myself because I'm I mean I'm happy in my metaverse. No, but I, I think, think they'll still I, I think they'll still take personal hygiene into account. Yeah, no, you can't shower. Well, I just I just think if you've got <laughs> if you've, you've gotten to that point where you're literally you've you've given up on on attaining anything achieving anything in reality. Yeah, and so you're putting all your money into online. Like why would why would you carry on caring about the reality? Because if you, I don't understand. Because if you've got to that point, surely every nothing else matters because you've given up. I think it'll be a slow creep though. So that, so it won't start like this. It won't start with people going, oh, I'm going to go live in a world on my through my VR. It'll be, oh, you know, instead of going to university like virtually on like Zoom, you can put a headset on and literally be in a classroom or like be in a lecture hall and watch the lecture give it live. It'll be, oh, instead of going to work where oh you have to work from home, but you have to have a desk and it's a bit crammed. Put your headset on, and you can literally be in your office with like six screens, and you can go for a coffee with someone, and then it will just become normal and normal and normal. Right. So like you're still living in reality, but right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was like, well, this thing is well. I go, I go, but like, and then the other part of me is just thinking like, all the people who have like, sort of like mental health disorders, and uh, like, uh, even you know, people, hundred odd years ago being locked up being like oh i can like you know hear voices in my head and like or like even people who are like um who have like autism or like you know uh non-verbal autism or people who basically recluse into themselves yeah are like meant like you know label mentally ill and then we're just being like but but you put a screen on your face and you're in your head talking absolutely fine 
like I don't know it just feels really like w- w- all, everything we know and have always like learned in terms of like social interaction is is like if they're in their own head alone doing their own shit we should be worried about them like there is not something right with them and now like the because it breaks down social bonds so it makes it easier to control that yeah, that, yeah. That's, that's the the benefit of it for like the the elite isn't it it's like I feel like so I sound like a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> like it, but that's what it no, is. It's it true, is. It's true, Social yeah. control. Yeah, I don't think there's going to be governments or countries like in the future. It was like companies. What they call? What was it called when it's what, like technocracy? Yeah, technocracy. Yeah. God, that's terrifying. I mean, but, governments are bad enough. I mean, if you think if if Facebook was a country, it'd be about two and a half billion people. It'd be the largest country on earth. Yeah. Yeah, I, Amazon. Um, it was Elon Musk other than Tesla. Tesla. No, but he's more than that now, isn't SpaceX. he? SpaceX, yeah. Yeah, he's about to buy Obviously, Twitter. Yeah, Twitter. Yeah. That's why I, I think it, it will. It'll become a thing where, like, uh, Amazon... Well, it's, if you, like, drive past, like, Amazon warehouses, they're, like, miles. Yeah, yeah. Where yeah. Did you drive that? To Middlesbrough, on the way to Borough. Oh, yeah, on the way to Borough. Like, like, there was a huge, huge warehouse. It's scary. Every time I drive past one, I'm like, it, this isn't... If I thought that was the only one in the country, I could sort of comprehend that. But this is like the one, the one that I drive past to go to like, the station to come to London is like relatively small. They're building another one 20 miles away. Like, so they're, they're not that big, but they're huge. And I'm like, I cannot comprehend the need for them to be this big. And that's what scares me. Yeah. I just think. If they suddenly just started making tanks, like. Who would know? I don't know what goes on in there. Like it's probably more protected than. But they're probably a net, they're probably a net positive. They create jobs. Like they obviously like you know bring a little money like into mm, the economy. I mean the, they're not paying a lot of tax obviously, but. And also like the the like the working conditions and like they are destroying small businesses and all of those things, all the things which you know family run things. Where yeah, no, of the, course. The pay is a lot yeah. better, and then so when you're choosing, it's not really a choice of like. It's, like, it's creating jobs because those other jobs were destroyed. But politically, there's nothing that a government could do because if they say, oh, you know, we want you to pay a bit more tax, we want you to improve your working conditions, they'll say, oh, we'll, we'll go then and we'll take all our jobs with, like, with us or you're just going to leave us alone. And then what are you going to do? You're going to, you know, be directly responsible for, like, mass unemployment across the country? Probably not, so... But surely they would just get to a point where it's like, okay, well, right, we don't have Amazon, so we'll have to have this you know bring the small business market back but every other country will be using it so then you'll be behind you isolate yourself yeah yeah i think a ten- technocracy is very likely it, it's it's basically like because boomtown like the whole idea like part of it is like this is the festival yeah yeah, yeah right. sorry but, but like, there's that storyline of like and it's like the corporation and like each and like how like the corporation's like taken over and it's like it, it, it and obviously people are in different states and boomtown and like yeah like i just a lot of yeah like a lot of it like the, there's like messaging about the fact there's this like fake basically like big um seems very like big brother kind of messaging yeah yeah, yeah. but obviously it's fake and like part of it is like you know there's like an so. uprising um and there's also like there's like obviously there's loads of shows that aren't there like what's called v vendetta is kind of like along not as much that's more what's it called authoritarian but um uh, i'm trying to think there's like another um movie or something where it's basically yeah like a technocracy and it's like um 
basically like people who are richer. There's that one that was Paris Hilton was in, and it was like a rock operetta, and it was Paris Hilton in a rock operetta. <laughs> yeah, that, that is was niche. Four words I didn't expect to come well, out. Like, um, well, you Google it. Paris Hilton, and it's like they got the guy who plays in Doctor Who, the head teacher guy. Oh, Mr. Finch. Yeah, it's it's a it's. I shouldn't have known that. I'm very quick. Mr. Finch. Uh, he played one of the. Um, is it Krillin's? Uh, one of the yeah. black people. Paris Hilton was in a musical about technocracy. <laughs> I, can't, I can't believe this has taken place. Um, that can't be real. It is a thing. I'm... Body of work. Let's have a look. Filmography. Repo, the genetic yes! opera. The, the, yeah. Repo, the, Repo um... the, gen- the genetic opera. Yeah. So, Lily, this is niche, mate. This is 2008. <laughs> I've literally never seen this in my life. Re- the Repo Man. Like, I can't, can I play a song? No, no, is no it, you is can't it play a, a film? Song. Yeah. It gained a cult following similar to the Rocky Horror Picture Show. But, like, it's... That's why you know Like, I couldn't see this being your type of thing. <laughs> yeah, I've actually never seen the whole thing through. I'm not crazy. Oh, I can read a bit of the plot. By the year 2056, an epidemic of organ failures has devastated the planet. The mega corporation Geneco provides organ transplants on a payment plan. Clients who miss payment are hunted down by repo men, skilled assassins who repossess the organs. Why is Paris Hilton in this? It's, it's such who a is she cast Does she play herself? Does she play a repo um, man? I, no, so she's like the. I think she's like the daughter of. Um, one of the corporation people. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, I think it's. A, it, it was, this it, is one of the nichest things you brought up to. Us. I think I, I might have to watch this now. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I, I would. But I want to watch. watch I want to watch like the music. Is it got songs? Yeah, there's yeah, in yeah, the yeah, film. The songs. So, so the music. Like the, play a little bit. You can't yeah. play. You can't play a little bit. Oh, no, yeah, you can cut it out. Okay. Okay. <laughs> We're all gonna enjoy this. We're not. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was silence. This is Paris Hilton. Anyway, it got really big on um, it got big on TikTok like that tune. It got big on TikTok. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that particular side rate and anatomy. Well. They go the gun on you. Um. Anyway, uh, <laughs> that is like I think very believable. Like I think obviously like, Paris Hilton singing in a, a rock operetta, not so much. Uh, <laughs> but that's happened. So <laughs> yeah, if that could happen, anything can. Um. Hopefully the NHS isn't going to start like harvesting organs. Harvesting organs back. I mean, it makes no sense, really. Like you can't use them again. I found a a plot hole. Well, I think they're probably saying like, I mean, none of this sounds very believable. They're probably saying that you can use them again. Or Or maybe it's just no. no, Yeah. So like, okay, well, you didn't pay the money, so now you lose it. It's maybe it's they're not using it again. They're just killing. Like they're just taking the thing back and like. So if you've had, if you've had. Sorry, if you've had a transplant, can you, it not be you can't donate that transplant? Well, as you've had a transplant oh, yeah, of an organ, that. you can't then donate that organ to someone yeah. else. Yeah, like you so see, you die, and you're like, but you're on the organ donor. I don't know. I doubt it. Why not though? If you've lived a long life and you're not on immunocompromising drugs, but you'd have to have been. To no, only it. only for the period of time in which you're being you... transplanted, not the rest of your life. You they only, they only do like it to not, monitor it immediately. Usually... Once your organ is uh, functioning with your body, it will, it will basically work pretty seamlessly. People will give it itself mm, after a while. Not all people, like a lot of people with transplants, like have underlying health issues, which have caused them to need to have a transplant. 
so which probably I'm like means I'll probably it, they'll probably cause damage to that as it's right, probably yeah. not going to be like a I'm saying say like everything's any, fine yeah it, it is, a, is it a possibility or is it just like oh that's been done maybe because it'll have like a lot of scarring and stuff wouldn't it it was only quite recently where you had to um, now, now you have to opt out but obviously back in the, like yeah yeah you opt into it I mean my yeah my sister and my dad were a bit like oh no we, wanna, we don't want to do it like this is our body I was like alright I mean yeah I've always been on the list but... yeah yeah because yeah they used to have to say like make sure you talk to your when you sign up like tell your family yeah yeah I wanted to get donated to science rather than um like donations like of parts I like the idea of like yeah, being poked that's where my mum and dad met they met over a cadaver so romantic <laughs> um, and our eyes met across the cadaver <laughs> um, um, but yeah back on uh, just touching on the topic about um, kind of financial anxiety and money in general one thing I've actually considered is you know potentially just cutting out alcohol because I think there's a book I read <laughs> called um, The Easy Way to Control Alcohol by a guy called Alan Carr not obviously the Alan Carr, um, but they said on average a person in the UK spends about hundred thousand pounds in their life on alcohol. Um, but like, if that's worth the, it. if that's the average as well, average. that means people are spending more. way more. Is that worth it? Yeah. A hundred k. I mean, I don't know. So it's it's so, like I love that feeling. Not of being like massively drunk, but like just those first two drinks and you feel great and like your confidence peaking and like blah, blah, blah. But then now like the anxiety, mm. I get that worse than actual like hangovers now. Yeah. And it is, it does make you think, but uh... I don't think I'd want to like go like teetotal. I think maybe cutting out like, it's not, like binge drinking, which is what we, we do like, yeah, when you yeah. go out. Like you've done the opposite. Well, not, not the opposite. I just decided that he's what? not going to casually drink. He's only going to get drunk. He's only going to drink if it's like going to go for a big one, which is stupid. No, but it's it's a long term plan because I thought if I yeah. if I do it gradually, I'm more likely to stick at it. So I thought if I if I just cut out like going for like for a night out, I'm going to be like oh like next time there's a night out I'll be more likely. Whereas if I just like slowly think okay, if I'm going for it meet up with someone rather than having like two pints of like coke or something but i wouldn't i don't drink in like i'm quite happy in those kind of times not to drink anyway like but interestingly so the reason so in this book he, he basically outlines every reason why you shouldn't drink and right. i think something like he basically wrote a book about smoking that was similar and like five million people have stopped smoking after reading the book so he i think it's a similar effect with the with, about alcohol and he said the problem with alcohol is that that first drink tastes really good like that first sip of like a gin or like a pint yeah. is really refreshing but the minute you have that drink, your inhibitions are lowered to the like you're not the same person who so you can come into a pub and go, I'll have one drink tonight. But after you have that one drink, you're not that same person who's like, I'll have one yeah. drink. If you were, then everyone would be like, oh, I'll have one drink at home. But as soon as you like you you, you drop your inhibitions at like 10%, then you're more agreeable to go, oh let's have a look and have another one. And then it just it's, yeah. then that that's the problem he says is like you, I mean, he, he. I mean, I don't necessarily advocate like, teetotalism right like, right off the gate because I think it's going to be hard for people to stick to, especially in this country where drinking is like so integral. Yeah. Um, but I can completely understand where he's like, if you if you go and have a drink, you're going to have another one because that's the entire point of how this drug works. But I, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. I just, I know very much in my head. Like, I have to, I actually have to like gear myself up to like to have a night out. 
And if I know, if in my head I'm not having it, like it, then I won't drink. I, I don't casually drink because I don't like the taste of alcohol. Unless it's an espresso martini. <laughs> See, I'm just the complete opposite to both of you. I just do all the casual drinking. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I enjoy, well, especially wine. Like, I enjoy mm. wine. Like, really? I love drinking it. Oh, no. And so, like, I would be quite happy to have, like, half a bottle of wine just every night. <laughs> but, like, that's how, like, obviously I don't do that. But, yeah. like, I could quite happily, like, open that bottle of wine with dinner to my what I'm eating. Yeah, yeah. Really? No, I just don't like... Like, I only like drinking when there's, like, gamification involved and, like, someone's basically forcing me to do yeah, so. Yeah, whereas I absolutely love it. Like, I just love a bottle of red wine. Or, I think that's why I wouldn't want to stop, like, that mm. sort of drinking. Or if it's got some sort of, like, caffeine in it, then I can drink it. I like I like caffeine-based alcohol drinks. But I think cause I get so sleepy. And so, like, I can't just have one. One pint, I like if there's too much of a break between like my first drink and my second one, I'll just be like bedtime. Like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. If wow. I, yeah, if I can force like keep off that second drink for long enough, that's then the key. Yeah, then I, then I can stick to one. Yeah. But very rarely can I do, do I do that. But I don't. Yeah, I don't enjoy alcohol enough to like only have unless I'm going and like unless even then like an espresso martini. Like that's the only thing I'm thinking of. I just, yeah, I just don't enjoy. Like every like Christmas, I don't drink, like because I'm like, well, I'm not gonna get drunk. Like. You only drink during kind of like Easter exam period. Yeah, I'd like, never yeah. drink. I like I didn't if I'm going to someone's like family house, I wouldn't have a glass of wine with dinner. I'd much rather just have a water because I don't like the taste of it. But I want to. I really want to like, get that like mature like taste. That and olives. There's a wine bar around <laughs> the corner. Yeah. It's called Good Neighbour. Oh yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really good. Food. Really good. Freddie's Freddie was like the do wine tasting. Oh, we should okay. go. Out. Yeah. Oh, so there yeah. we go. We can get into it. Okay. Yeah. We can find what you like. That's complete opposite of what you said. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not drink. Let's yeah. not do that. But it's, it's, yeah, it's not necessarily more. Like, I mean, even the, the, the social stigma is crazy. Like the few times I've been out with friends since thinking about this, and they're like, "Oh, you're not drinking." Yeah, it's it's and definitely. I feel like, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm not really. And they're like, "Oh, you're right." <laughs> you <I'm> will. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but like, I feel like with you, like you quite often. Yeah, yeah, but you, we'd go to the pub and you would get J2O. J2O. Yeah. And that, like, we all laugh, but, like, it's more yeah. than going to J2O yeah. more than you're not drinking. Yeah, yeah, I think um, I don't mind being sober. Um, but, like, if I'm going to drink, I'm going to drink. It's, there's no... I don't... I don't I've, I've never had that in between, between, like... Yeah. I was always like, yeah, I just don't want like, that one beer because it's such a waste of calories and then we'll drink four of J2O's. Like, it's like... <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, mm, picture of health. <laughs> yeah, but then you won't go and have, like... No, I probably will still. Like, okay. have, like, three dishes from the Spoons menu with my four J2O's. Yeah. Be like, but it's fine because I'm not drinking. I didn't have that one pint. Um, Your liver's probably thanking you. I don't know. Just yeah, sugar. just sugar and fat and stuff. <laughs> yeah. um, but the reason I thought about... Um, the the kind of the money side of you know if i'm trying to get myself to like financial freedom what can i cut out because i remember i think it was either a couple of months ago joe you know kirsty Allsop, yeah she's a commentator and she basically said oh like, the real commentator she sells houses yeah but i mean now she's now she's, now she's, on, like, she's on like the Jeremy vine there, show and, like, really? just random like bits and boxes she, she's, she's just she's, one of those rich people who just is in there now. yeah and i don't know i'm just paraphrasing but she says something along the lines of the reason why young people can't afford houses, can't do you know the things they're complaining about today, quote unquote, is because, is, is because they eat too much avocado, they spend money going to the gym, and they have too many subscriptions. 
Yeah. We, it went viral, didn't it? But yeah. Like, Is there any truth to that? Yeah. I do spend my money on all three of those things. But... Like, but like also like they could have they they could do that and it not be bankrupting yeah like as in they, i'm sure there were things that they spent their money on like newspapers and yeah also like <laughs> when you look at like the other old timey shit like her, the evidence which is like not really evidence yeah because it's anecdotal it's, it's like but i even in i'm sure in that article it's like this couple and they were like yeah because they bought a house and it's like with um a gift of twenty five thousand pounds from yeah, her yeah, parents, yeah. and it's like, well, so it wasn't anything to do with her cutting out her subscription and anything. She lived at home, got a gift of a big chunk of money yeah. from her parents. So I just feel like it can't be. And her just dad's to do... like a lord or a baron as well. Yeah, but it's also like things like I don't know, like when you look back at their their age and stuff like. Their forms of entertainment were shit, so I, I wouldn't spe- like you know. Rest- I, I wouldn't say they were. I wouldn't say that. <laughs> they were like their restaurants, were, like were shit, like as in. <laughs> just all restaurants. Like, no, like yeah, like as in like oh, like all things like takeaways. The extent that like I spend money on the takeaway more than my parents do because all the parents like my parents' generation like takeaways yeah, was like Chinese, yeah, Indian, Indian, Chinese, right? Basically. And it's dead. I mean, at home, I, we don't have. Just yeah, no, 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 same as the yeah, oh, yeah, on Isle of Wight. I know I never yeah. spent any money yeah. on takeaways, like when I was because I didn't really, I, like I got bored of them, there wasn't variety. There's was, uh, the same, same way as like I don't know, cinemas and going out and all those things. So were you're boring saying like the shit. breadth of experience for people who are older was less, and so they didn't need they the had, yeah. access to other things. They, yeah, they didn't spend money on subscriptions because there weren't any. Yeah, like, but also like they're, they're spending them on. Like, so she is, still probably has Netflix. Oh yeah. She yeah. can't grasp the fact that 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 that's how we get any form of entertainment. Like we don't use the BBC yeah, in yeah. the same way that that was all that they had on offer. Yeah. And like, so I think it, it's not really an option to not to have none of it because well, obviously it is, but you wouldn't you'd be so isolated from all experience, like from any it's just i mean I'm, i think every generation does it like and i think we like i've i've noticed myself even doing it and like catching myself when we go oh, like kids these days like they just put it in front of an ipad and like blah blah, blah like <laughs> as if like we wouldn't have done the same thing if it was available to us yeah. so it was like you know i'm sure if you went back to like you know, I don't know 30s 40s were like oh, look at her with her dishwasher like now she's got oh her washing machine she's got all this time like yeah. like who does she think she is like i saw something on twitter and it was like um this like someone like sort of probably about 30 like i remember my granddad telling me that when he was a kid he had a teacher saying look at the kids these days they don't they don't even know how to write on um a, a a chalkboard like a, uh, with a slate they're like they're just they're just obsessed with this paper what they're gonna really? do when the paper runs out <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> that's so funny yeah and so it's like every, yeah every generation's done it we do the same thing yeah with the next generation yeah like i know um you've got um a friend who's a, a primary school teacher and was like oh, it's really scary like kids don't know how to like tell the time on a clock and i'm like so like so like yeah, time just, there, are, there are skills and things that we don't need and we yeah. shouldn't get upset about the fact that there are children that and or people younger than us that don't have these skills like they probably got more that, than we have 
So I remember being told, like, at school, like, something stupid, like, one in ten jobs, or maybe nine in ten jobs, like, by the time we would be applying for, like, didn't exist yet. Yeah. As in, like, not, like, the, like, sheer number of jobs, as in, like... As in the the industries would be, like... The industries or the titles, like, they're, like... I remember being told that at school, like, right now, 90% of the jobs... (laughs) Don't worry about it. We didn't get to ask about careers. (laughs) They're, like, yeah, 90% of the jobs that you'll be... Applying for don't exist yet. yet. Which is true. But if you look at it, when we joined school, I joined school at 11, so that was, like, 2008. The jobs, like, there are jobs that definitely exist now that did not exist then. There are jobs that, as in, like, I'm looking, actively looking for a job now, I'm looking at these, like, titles, and I'm like... What does that mean? You've just put six words together (laughs) and gone that, and, like, acting as if I should know what that means. Yeah. Yeah. I also thought, like, her saying about, like, why are people going to the gym really strange as well? Like, I don't know why she wouldn't want people to value their own Oh, because we should be going out and, like, running in the parks, but also don't get murdered, and also, like... I was going to say, she's definitely one that if, like... She'd be like, we've got this obesity de- epidemic as well. She'd definitely yeah, that type yeah, like, yeah, well, yeah. we can't win them, can we? Yeah, or like, like you, should, you know, you really shouldn't go out, um, like, at late at night. Like, you know, what, what do you expect? Yeah, like, yeah, you're yeah, going yeah. out, like, yeah. That, like, just that, the blame culture of it's always someone else. Like, oh, you're going through something? That's probably because you caused it. You probably <laughs> caused that. Like, oh, something happened to you? Yep, that was probably your fault. Because I didn't experience it, yeah, and yeah. therefore it can't be it can't be the system. And I remember um, slightly before that, I think it might have just been when the uh, second lockdown we had was kind of eating away. Um, Edwina Curry basically commenting on uh, unemployment in Manchester and saying, you know, you know, there are loads of jobs going on. Like, you know, you just become a hotel porter, like just you know, get a job. Like, and I think it's it's just so bizarre to me that people who are yeah, like we said, have gone through similar kind of ebbs and flows in their own lives where you know there was good times and there were you know times of unemployment and they it's obviously clear that it's it's on in it's not a, you can't put the fault at the individual level you know it's yeah. always like the circuit yeah it could be something that's just simple the economic climate at the time like and just to just to, to still think that you, you should blame people and like categorize them as like lazy and like not willing to do it it's just absolutely bizarre to me yeah I don't know how I'm not well versed enough. Like the like university places and stuff, I do think that there should be caps. Like one because of like on places or on what would you mean cap? Because I think we should encourage obviously people to go to university. On the degrees, I think there should be we should encourage people to go to university to further education but not just to get we encourage people to go to university to get a degree because that's what you should do well, uh, yeah it, it literally has no benefit anymore well you no now to... you can't get some jobs without it exactly but like that previously you didn't need a degree for yeah but then it's also like to get jobs that you, you yeah you didn't need a degree for before but now you do it, it, and that's what everyone's getting a degree so it doesn't... So it nullifies you, the actual value of yeah. the degree anyway, because it just saturates the market with people who have the same thing. Yeah. Whereas if you're going to university because you want to educate your education, yeah, which no, is the true. point, then, that's, that, it, then it shouldn't be capped. And I think that's, that would be the big argument for not capping places. But yeah. I think... But then... Yeah, the, the, the system that we're in doesn't value the education side of it. So it's like... Well, it's just meant like a lot. So the now the courses which previously, obviously, you did, you always had to go. Um, well, sorry, the vocations that you always had to go to university for. Now they're the sub. So like, for example, law, right? Yeah. Like, you read law at um, university, but like, you now have to do like well, 
I'm sure you always have to do, or you have to do an extra course to become qualified as a lawyer. And it's just, all it's meant is you now have to do more, or accountants, or anything like that, is like you have to do so much more now after university. So it's taken away, it's made those, sub, so those kind of subjects have become far more like, you say like furthering education and that kind of stuff, when realistically, I don't know, to some extent, I wish I'd done like, for example, a non-law degree and then done the GDL. So I'd had that experience of like, just learning, of like absorbing, of taking it in, rather than being like, I'm doing this because I want to get a job. And like, so I need to take this on. Like, how will I think about this when I'm working? As opposed to like, how how do I think? Yeah. Um, I think it's especially important for like people who go into like STEM subjects. They're going into it as a means to an end. Lots, I'm not saying everyone, obviously, because that's so broad, but like, whereas, so, like my degree was so open-ended I didn't really go into it with a career path in mind which mm. maybe is like not the best thing I mean because I still don't have that clarity but I think it sort of lets me it, while I was at university yeah I was able to like actually learn things that I found interesting rather than just like do these things yeah. to get to that point and I think that's but also to be innovative like uh, I think especially in like STEM and stuff like if you're going into those, like, eventually wanting to go into those positions to, like, change things hmm. and, like, create new ideas, like, like surely you should be then going in to learn and being, like, uh, so that you, when you go into them, be like, oh, I remember, like, learning it, like, learning this, like, how can I now, like, learn or apply and, like, do you know what I mean, like, that kind of thing. I think that relates to being transparent. Obviously, you're quite young when you apply to university, but being transparent as to like, look, if you go down this path, this is the possible reality. Like, I've just looked up quickly, like this data from the Institute of Fiscal Studies and like the gap between certain degrees and graduates is crazy. Like, you know, so graduates for medicine and dentistry earn an average of 46,000 pounds. These figures are about double the average wage of creative arts, agriculture, math communication, media degrees. So like, it, you know, and these are, and this fact is for A-levels. So these are people who have similar A-levels who are just making yeah. choices probably because they don't understand the the reality of their graduate prospects once they leave. Yeah. But why should, like, the, I get best point, it's like, why not not treat it as a means to an end? Yeah. Why, why treat it as, like, the fact that, like, I don't want to finish being, not child, but, like, having that in-between stage between being an adult and being a child is, is, is nice, like, as opposed to going into work at 18, suddenly having me gone from, this is your life every day, you're learning, mm. you're a child, to then being like, now you are in the workplace. Like university, like the good thing about it is it, it does provide that like gap where you, yeah, you, you get a little bit of both, you get to ease into it. But then as you were saying, like, with like, where with degrees that once you've graduated, you still have to do like formal studying yeah. to qualify, so like law, or uh, accountancy or whatever like that degree but you need a degree to do the postgraduate thing it's it's postgraduate but the degree is not really necessary no and that's why at least for law and i'm sure there is for other like now there are ways that basically you can be a lawyer without having done a law degree at all like at all which makes you think well then how useful can that law degree be well exactly you can become an accountant without having a a degree but you can't become a chartered accountant like that's still now so like it still does hinder you so if you want to like progress like fully in the field you've got to go and get a degree whereas like uh, with law i suppose they're trying to combat that yeah certainly at least um like yeah the solicitor level 
it um you have to and that makes sense why there's a difference because of but basically it's, it's because you don't do any like well no that's not true but there's a lot of <laughs> solicitors don't do a lot of law uh yeah not all black letter law obviously oh, any law it's not real law <laughs> it's not real job jobs aren't real the world's so, not real so just to to finish things off uh, for anyone who is feeling maybe slightly um, wary or anxious about their situation in terms of their finances or just their their yeah general concerns about what the future holds for them in a landscape that's obviously fairly uncertain, what advice would you give them? I think you've got to accept that your, your first job for most people is not going to be yeah like your dream job or even in the field of your dream. Like your first job is your first job. And like, I mean, I found it incredibly difficult to let go of that like it sounds ridiculous but sort of that job's not beneath me because that makes me sound no, like, no, sort mean, like of all of myself but like, like I'm was- I've only got one life why am I wasting my time doing something I don't want to do yeah and like I know I could do a better job I can be I could be in a higher like I could do a- be in a better job like in a higher qualified job but I don't have any experience and I think you've got to just say well right that's what this first job is for yeah is to gain experience in a work environment and i think it is hard to let go i don't really know how you do let go of it because <laughs> i'm still not i think it's that like um for me it's been like that grass is always greener like i remember thinking when like when i was trying to go into you know the bar and being like i just wish i was someone who didn't have that like uh i didn't have that passion like that goal because at least if I didn't have that I would never be disappointed I wouldn't be thinking about it all the time whereas like I know speaking to people like who haven't got that like thing it's just like oh it's just making life really difficult same way as like now I'm like okay well I'm in my dream job like I feel well no I'm going into it but I'm in my dream field Mm -hmm. it's what I've always wanted I feel so fulfilled but I'm working really hard and I have no money because it doesn't pay that whereas I know other people who are obviously equally working as hard but being paid loads but aren't being fulfilled or there's like I'm I'm getting to you know live outside of home or and like other people are not have are still having to live at home like there is no one who is like like tick yet life sorted at this age and I think what you've got to it it might take till you're 50 yeah for things to fall in place and that is fine it just I mean, that for me is like terrifying, the thought that I could be 50 years old and still be sort of in a similar situation to I am now, but I think... But then it also doesn't, though. No, that's, it, it's just, if I, if I, if I sat and thought, yeah, yeah. if I like, sat with that thought, I'd be scared, but I'm for no reason. I'm a little bit more scared of being sorted, because then it's like, well, then what now? Like, if you know, um, what's it called? Afterlife? No, what's the thing with... Um... Because you're based? No, 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 the thing that's like the the comedy series which like is set in like heaven the good place good place yeah. and like there's like that episode where it's like oh no okay like we've got to like you know actual heaven and oh and everyone's unfulfilled like, so unfulfilled yeah. like everyone's like this is like good is only great for like a bit and then you're like what now and so like i guess like enjoying like actually having like oh i've got something to look forward to it's quite nice but I think there's always something to look forward to you just got to find that's once you've reached your dream so yeah like, once you've done your pupillage once you, you're a barrister and like you're doing that every day and like you've been doing that every day for 10 years then you'll have developed a new dream you're not just gonna have gone well this was my dream at 18 and I'm done because yeah yeah I but think that you've just got to think there will be something that comes next absolutely but it might not be like it might not be career like it might be outside oh, yeah I like 
And so I guess, and to be fair, like being broke, and I use, I don't want because you know we're not poor, but we're broke. Like, does that make sense? In yeah. Your tw- yeah. In your twenties, we're not impoverished. Like, no. We're not living in poverty. But like, you know, not having as much disposable income in your twenties is is okay, and is like fine, and you can laugh it through with everyone else. Um, so. On a, yeah, on a positive note, it's like, oh, okay, cool. Like, I'm, I'm at some point hopefully gonna have more, either disposable income or happier in my job or living out of home or like all of those things. Like, oh, okay, I've got something to look forward to.